I'm excited oh, yeah. to be back. All right. We're excited to have you. It's Pell. I Suck at Dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for joining me and my two friends, Erica and Easton, in studio for another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Um, I apologize for my absence last week, and I'm sorry for having you sit through Nick Vile's voice for an hour and a half, but um, I promise I won't do that to you again, at least uh, on my own accord. So it's Tuesday. It's March 6th. It's 2018. Last night we watched the episode for the finale of The Bachelor. I'm still freaking out. Uh, I guess I should rephrase that. Erica and I watched the finale of The Bachelor. (laughs) Easton has not seen it. I have never watched an episode of The Bachelor in my entire life. Still to this day. Still to this day. I've seen clips. But um, I've never seen a full I res- episode. I respect you so much for that. <laughs> um, and so I know that we don't normally talk a lot about The Bachelor on this podcast. It's not a Bachelor podcast, but I don't think we can skate by with this episode without talking about it a little bit. I also think there's some interesting like dating issues in this, like going back to an ex and like, oh, that's Absolutely. so much. And I, I have some feelings about Ari and the way that he handled everything. I think that he, we'll get to it later, of course, but um, he did some really bad things and he did some things that were not so bad and... I don't know. I want to kind of get your opinion on it because I know we haven't really talked about it yet. But you see on Twitter, like people are crucifying him and saying all these negative things. But uh, so we can circle back to that. This is the first episode that we've recorded post Winter Games finale as well. Yes. Which basically seems like an afterthought at this point. Like no one even cares about Winter Games now. <laughs> but it is nice to be able to openly communicate the relationship with Leslie that I have instead of having to hide that. Like this is the first time anyone knows you in a relationship. Yes. Of the of the or of the kind of. <laughs> As long as Deanie Babies has existed, he's never been in a public relationship. There and we go. This is the first time this has happened, and it feels phenomenal. Um, right. Okay, so our first guest today uh, is a man by the name of Justin McMillan, who is the CEO and founder of Treehouse Recovery, uh, which is a specialized abstinence-based recovery and wellness center. Hey, Justin, how are you? Good. How are you doing? This I'm, is Dean. This is Dean. I'm joined in studio with Erica Ian Easton. Thank you so much for taking the time to jump on the phone with us. Um, Absolutely. So, Justin, I just let in a little bit with with the fact that you're founder and CEO over at Treehouse Recovery. But do you mind telling us a little bit more about uh, kind of what you do? And um, I I remember reading in an email that you are a big advocate of hugs, which I absolutely love because I'm a big hugger as well. But um, maybe just like a a general overarching uh, idea, like like an elevator pitch on, on kind of who you are and what you've done. Sure, sure. Well, first, Ed, thank you for, for having me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so I'm the CEO and founder of Treehouse Recovery, which is a, it's a national organization, and we treat substance abuse, but we've, we've come at it from a different angle. Really, we, we've, we're, our biggest focus is on bonding, male bonding, and connecting men together. And through the body of our work, we've discovered that you know, there are a lot of things that men can do to be healthier and stronger. And so this is kind of where, where hugging comes in. One of the things that we've discovered is that a, a, an individual who is uh, uh, really healthy socially, uh, a man who's healthy socially is not afraid to, to hug like yourself. And that uh, by having physical connection that men ultimately are uh, healthier and stay healthier. And there's a lot of parts to this. Uh, and I can go into several different things, but uh so, so we look at that, and and we have a 
we also have an academy and research institute. So we're studying men's health in general, and we're looking at how to further develop what we do to make it better. And so we're constantly assessing what are the different variables that make up a healthy man and in a lot of different ways, physiologically, socially, psychologically. And then through that, uh, we've, we've really discovered that physical touch is something that we're missing in our culture and in our society, and that men need this. You know, we need to be physical. We need to touch. And this isn't, this isn't a new thing. I mean, we, we all experience this as children when, we, when we're young. I mean, we're, obviously, we're held and embraced at a young age. And then over time, we're sort of taught social norms. And, and eventually, we sort of, in general, men start to disconnect. And they stop. You know, it's more about a handshake and, you know, kind of standing your ground. And then touch sort of changes for men. And, and so we look at that and and all the guys that come to us, I mean, most of them, you know, to give you an idea about addiction, addiction is really about disconnection and, and individuals being disconnected from others and from themselves and, and from their own thinking and their own mind. And so we focus on reconnecting and, and like I said before, bonding. And what we've discovered is that healthy bonds uh, are a critical part for human behavior. I mean, it's not something we've discovered. It's known, but it's really something that we've discovered is missing. And it's sad. I look around and and you see, and and there's a lot of men that are afraid of this. And I think in today's society where we're at right now, men need this. And I think our society needs this. I I think men need to kind of rebrand themselves a little bit in terms of how we're seen. And I think, you know, touching and physical interaction is a, is a big part of that. I can, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I, it's funny when I think about it too, because I have, I have a lot of, uh, obviously like a lot of male friends and it's funny to see how even just through the years that we've grown up together, we've kind of maybe had the, the reverse progression where, um, we're still like very, not like physical with each other, but we are not afraid of hugging each other. Like, you know, kind of like messing around like that. Um, and I can see, I could see how some people would think of that as like a negative thing, but I think it's a great way to, to show, uh, I don't know, one way one another that you care about them, but so so with this uh, podcast, it's kind of like a dating centric podcast. I'm just kind of curious to to hear, um, and, and I'm not sure if you can speak firsthand, but how do you see these men come into this, um, I guess, treatment facility in terms of relationships? Do they come in with girlfriends? Do they come in with wives? Do they leave in the same status that they, as they came in with? Yeah. How does that all kind of factor in? Yeah. So okay, and and I and I'd love to talk about the dating side of this a little bit too. I mean, outside of even recovery, uh, but. But yeah, I mean, guys come in and all, you know, some, some come in married, some come in with relationships. And I would say most of them come in with pretty unhealthy relationships. And, and then after they leave, we, we actually encourage them to spend six months. They're with us typically for six months, and we encourage them to spend six months uh, focusing solely on developing strong platonic relationships um, and not, not so much in the romantic side of things. And we do that because in early recovery, the brain is still growing. And if you kind of stop in the middle of your trajectory and you connect with, uh, somebody in a, in a non-platonic way, it can kind of freeze that time for you. And, and it can be dangerous because the person that you may fall for in early recovery may be something completely different than what you would really prefer when you're completely healthy. And it takes quite a bit of time for someone to really, you know, get through post-acute withdrawal where their brain starts to come back online and they start to feel strong and healthy again. So we encourage guys not to date 
right out of uh, treatment and definitely not while in treatment because, you know, it's and this is kind of the bigger subject around dating in general. I think us as men, we need to we need to really focus on being the best us that we can be so we can bring that to the equation when dealing with uh, a partner. And and so that's what we're we're really about is how do we become the most optimal man, the most optimal human being that we can be. So we have a lot more to offer. And, and then women pick up on that, you know, or, or our partners pick up on that when we go out in the real world. And I mean, an example of this would be like you talked about with your friends and, and hugging, you know, if, if a woman, it, it's a, also a display or a demonstration of what's possible or what could be in store for a woman. So when you're with your friends and you guys are grabbing each other and wrestling and hugging, that's a sign that you're capable of, of a platonic connection and that you're capable of intimacy. And, and it's a way to demonstrate that to a woman so she has an idea of what she may be signing up for if she does get into a relationship with you. And I think, I think also women need to see that we have social circles and connections with men that we can go back to and that, you know, we're not going to ha- have the woman be everything for us all the time, that we have this other place where we can go to, you know, dump and to, you know, share things and to kind of adjust and come back to the relationship so that we, you know, again, can bring our best selves. So, yeah. So, yeah. My, so my thing is whenever I meet someone, not whenever I meet someone, but I would say nine times out of 10, when I meet someone, I want to hug them and I probably do go in for the hug, but there's often, mm-hmm. there's often, or sometimes maybe like 10 to 20%, there's going to be someone that maybe like puts their hand out while I'm going in for a hug and then you just kind of makes it awkward. Right? There should just be one uniform <laughs> like greeting where you can just hug whoever you want to hug. And I mean, as long, within reason, of course, <laughs> Yeah, but, but I know. So Erica's here. I know she's not the biggest fan of. Yeah. So I'm not a big hugger like at all. Dean walks in the studio and I usually just like say hi. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> I love him. He's so great. And we're like friends, but I just like, don't, I'm not a huge hugger. And I know you focus mo- mostly on men, but am I like putting mm-hmm. out everything wrong to the world that I'm actually like super not intimate? No, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I, it's not, it, there's no such thing as one size fits all kind of a thing, okay. you know, but, but I mean, what is it, what does it say to you if you see a man hug another man? How does that, how, oh my does God. That, how do you I, react to that? I think that's so sweet. I have nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Dean hugs everyone and I think it's really nice, but. I haven't hugged you today. Oh, sorry. He hasn't hugged you today. But yeah, I have no problems with other people hugging and I hug like my family and my close friends and I have no problems with that. And I even actually hug on first meeting more so than maybe third or fourth, which is strange. You get the hugs out of the way early. Yeah. I'm like, like let's I'm going to hug, I'm gonna hug you now. So I don't have to hug you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the formal, the formal, I guess, get this out of the way. This is a formality kind of deal. Yeah. It's sure. really bizarre. I don't know if it says anything about me or just that I really hate human contact. So huh. I guess, and, it, and like no. you said, it's not a, it's not a one size fits all thing. I think that generally speaking, maybe women show are more affectionate, but yeah. maybe, you know, for you, you don't have to be. And men are less affectionate on average. But I think that if you can kind of just like make it known that it's perfectly acceptable and fine to yeah do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there's like there's like a horseplay element to men too, right? I mean, there's like this kind of it's not just always hugging. It's like like even a punch in the shoulder, like a, a grab or like a kind of a wrestle, you know, and that's something we see in children. You see it with little boys. They're, they're kind of playing around until we, you know, say, hey, knock it off. Don't do that anymore. You know, it's kind of like stand up straight, you know, kind of stop doing that. But that exists in us. 
that's a part of who men are. And, and you see it like in sports teams and, you know, even in the military and athletic, like guys are actually much more physical than probably we realize. And it's not always just about intimacy and this sort of like gentle, soft way. It's like, you know, it can be like a, a full on grab and like pulling someone towards you, you know, and there's, there's a lot more to that in who we are than I think men realize. And it's not always, it's not this necessarily like a soft and touchy thing, although it can be. And of course, like you said, that can make some people uncomfortable, but I think, I think it's really just about touch and interaction. And there's so much communicated through this, right? I mean, it's, it's, you can say so much, uh, you, you know, you, by giving somebody a hug, you're saying like, I trust you. You can trust me, right? You're safe with me. I'm, I'm safe with you. And, uh, and you're, you're, you're showing that as, as a man, it's, it, it takes a certain amount of confidence and strength to do that, too, and knowing who you are. And I think that, that also is it's a very beautiful thing. And I think sharing that wherever you can is a, is a great thing. I think another thing that's amazing about it is that there's health benefits. I mean, there's actual physiological health benefits. Like it, it raises oxytocin in the, in the body, which is like that kind of feel-good chemical that you know, helps us feel relaxed. And it raises serotonin. There's a lot of studies about this. And so you, we have this ability through touch to, like, actually change someone's chemistry and make them healthier. And if you think about it that way, like, by give, you can give that to somebody. Like, we as men, we can reach out and actually make someone healthier or make someone happier by just grabbing them and squeezing them. It's so simple. And it goes such it a long is, way. It is so simple. And it's really, really beautiful. I think it's, it's a pretty amazing, amazing tool. Uh, an amazing thing that you can you can give to somebody else and then by doing it you know it sort of it grows on itself because maybe you hug somebody that's not really a hugger <laughs> and all of a sudden they go i, I kind of like this and then all of a sudden they've got that bug and then they want to hug somebody else and then the next thing you know we're walking down the street and everybody's hugging each other <laughs> i mean that would be i love know. it i i love it i'm 100 percent here for it i think the more hugs the better the one person that might be more of a hugger than i am is ben yeah. Ben Higgins is the, is every time I see him he gives me the biggest bear hug I've ever I ever get. And I, I mean it's always it's a, it's a it's a good thing to look forward to whenever you and see I've him. And I've never man. felt terrible after a hug. Like you can't. Right. You feel pretty good right. unless they're like I don't know, forcing you to hug them, but that's oh, another sure. thing. But yeah, yeah, usually they're nice. So we can actually help people in the world through this. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I think it's Go ahead. I was going to say and I th- I think the one one of the the good points that you well they're all good points of course but one of the the points that we can really focus on from the dating aspect of it is is to really focus on yourself before I guess being willing and able to jump into a relationship and I think we've mentioned that before as well but um you know by going around and I guess having that that physical connection with with anyone on on obviously obviously a purely platonic basis is allowing you to you know like you said kind of level or give you some more oxytocin and um what was it serotonin as well so um, as, as long as you're working on yourself at the end of the day, I think that's definitely one of the, the main takeaways, which is always a positive. Yeah. Yeah. I think as men, we, it's easy to jump into a relationship and to start to sort of forget about the connections that you have with other men and how important they are to maintain a healthy relationship. And so focusing on that and focusing on bonding and just being close to the men in your life is, I think it's an important thing. I love it. Not all not all men like to talk about their feelings. So sometimes, like hugging or wrestling around and grabbing each other, can be a great way to to say I care about you and I'm here for you without having to sit down and have some deep conversation. You I know? I mean that's right up my alley. I'm not I'm not much of a, a, a 
want to express my my feelings. So to be able to do it through that kind of stuff is it, it's much easier. And I, I think that's that can go along for a lot of other guys as well. But um, Justin, thank you so much again for taking the time. Um, if if you want to follow Justin and his uh, his company, they're not. I don't want to call it a company. I guess it's your advocate and treatment facility, right? Treehouse Recovery. Sure. Um, go ahead and follow them on, on Instagram and on Facebook, Treehouse Recovery. Um, Justin, is there anything else that you want to maybe speak on or, or plug before before we jump off here? Yeah, uh, well, once, uh, thank you again for having me. And and I, I guess I'd, I'd like to say, you know, just to present a challenge to all your listeners, and whether it be uh, male or female, that, you know, step outside of your comfort zone a little bit and reach out and give somebody a hug and think about this. Be present about this. Like consider the fact that physical touch is an important part of your life and that by doing so that your life will be better, you'll be happier, you'll be healthier, and you can make the world a better place. I love it. I just gave Erica a hug and she's you got really the biggest did. grin on her face right now. You did that. <laughs> See, yep. <it> <laughs> While you were talking, reached over and hugged me. It was uh, nice. Um, I love it. Okay. Justin, thanks again. One more time. It's Treehouse Recovery on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, be sure to check them out. And uh, Justin, again, thank you so much for the time. It's good to hear that you're doing so much good in the world. And uh, we look forward to seeing what else you can do. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day, guys. Uh, all right. Take care. Bye. Another way of spreading good in the world, besides these incredible hugs that you can be given everyone on a daily basis. Um, is by going on thread up and maybe getting yourself something nice, make you a little bit happier, maybe get something for someone else, yeah, make them make a little bit else happier. happier. Well, if you get something for yourself, you get happier, which then you can. You're working on yourself. Just, exactly. <laughs> just hey, like Justin told us I love to. It. It's all coming full circle. And one of the best ways is to go to thread up. And I know, I know you guys have heard me talk about thread up in the past. It's basically the largest online thrift store where millions of women refresh their closets. It's basically a thrift store online where Every style you can imagine is going to be. There's so many good brands too. All over the website. Yeah. All over the website. All the good brands. Instead of having to shift, uh, sift aimlessly throughout the racks, you can basically just sort by size, by style, by color, all that good stuff to save you a bunch of time and save you a bunch of money. You get a lot of these brands. I think there's like 35,000 brands for up to 90% off the original retail value, which is just fantastic. You, I think Easton was saying the other day he got his wife something. He spent. $10 on something that was originally $100. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Everything I've seen from ThreadUp, I would not have believed it came from, it was like, you you know. Such good quality. Yeah, it's incredible. It's a it, thrift store usually has a connotation that's like, it's going to be covered in mothballs and it's like grandma clothes. No, 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 no. Not the case of ThreadUp. No, 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 no. I love it. It's the world's, like I said, it's the world's largest online thrift store with over 35,000 brands, 90% off. Every item on the site goes through a 12-point quality inspection process. So like Easton said, you know you're not, uh, you, you know you're going to get good quality clothes. It's not even going to look like it came from from a thrift store or anything like that. Think free people dresses for $10, day crew jeans for $12, Kate Spade handbags for $30. I love a good Kate Spade handbag. But if you go to if you go to thread up, uh, we're offering all of the help I suck at dating listeners an extra 30% off their very first order. So go to threadup.com/dean. That's t h r e d u p.com/dean for an extra 30% off the already up to 90% off retail value. And invest in yourself. Yeah. Invest in your friends. Go to threadup.com slash Dean. 30% off. Love it. So do you want to talk about what happened last night on The Bachelor? Yeah. I, I appreciate Justin's perspective because while it wasn't necessarily perfectly aligned with what we're talking about on a daily basis through this podcast, it was still unique to hear 
you know, there are some people out there that are doing good in the world. But I think that we would be remiss to not talk about the Bachelor finale last night. Yeah. And again, Easton didn't watch it, so he might. <laughs> it might be I've a- seen some peripheral reactions, though, so I think. And I can- we've, we've talked a lot about it without you amongst us oh since he heard quite a bit about it i think okay and i think it's almost maybe better that you didn't watch it for this instance because it kind of gives you less of a bias one way or the other yeah um i would love to hear erica's perspective so i watching the show loved both becca and lauren b like no issues with either of them at all um but watching i knew a spoiler that he was gonna break up with whoever he got engaged to yeah so watching that proposal was so painful because then he like gives her the final rose and spins her around and the rose breaks. Such and ominous like, foreshadowing. Yeah, like oh my gosh, she should have known at that moment. Um, but I just don't think that they needed to film her getting broken up with. Like she was so blindsided. See, that's where I disagree with you. You think they should have done it? You I think, think it's totally cool. I think it was the best way to handle a very bad situation. It wasn't good by any means, but it was the best way that they could have done the very bad thing that Why? was going on. And here's my thing. Let's and let's maybe bring it back to that final where he told Lauren that he wasn't going to propose to her, mm-hmm. but then he still told her he loved her. Yes, that was interesting. And she said, "I mean, I still love you." And I think they kissed before he. No, they didn't. I think he kissed her like on the cheek or something. Okay, like that. a close, close. It was to very the mouth. close to the mouth. Okay, it was, it was. And then come down comes Becca. He proposes. Um, and I, it was cute. I, it was a sweet proposal, but like he didn't cry. He, no one cried. He's been very devoid of emotion the entire season. Yeah. And it's funny too because I was sitting. Uh, Nick Vial and I were Nick Vial and I were watching the finale with the live audience last night in Burbank or wherever. Yeah, I saw your little cameo on the. Yeah, yeah. We'll can get that later as well. But Nick was like, I don't think I saw him cry once. I cried all the time in my season. He hasn't even cried once. I'm like, I didn't even realize. But you're right. He didn't. Yeah. Didn't really cry, which. Maybe he's just not a crier. You can't really fault him for that. But here's my thing. So he picks Becca, um, thinks he made the right decision. And at the time, maybe it was the right decision. I, like, I don't think he should have proposed to her. I think that was the biggest mistake that yeah, he, he possibly made in that situation. He chose that morning. Like, if someone's proposing to me, I hope they know damn well before that morning. And and yeah, and exactly. And here's the thing. I would never, I would hope that no one would ever propose to someone while they're in love with someone else. Right. So he could definitely be in love with Becca. And, and want to be with her. And want to be with her, but not propose to her if he's still in love with Lauren. Right. So that's the challenging thing. And then here's where I tend to disagree with a lot of the, the viewers. Um, was the televised breakup tasteful? Absolutely not. Was it ethical? Eh, probably not. Was it brilliant TV? Yes. <laughs> it, not even that it was a brilliant TV, but I think that if you think about it this way, you look at... Nick and Vanessa's breakup. No mm-hmm. one really knows why they broke up. You look at Ben and Lauren's breakup. No one really knows why they broke up. You know, you hear stories from both sides, but no one's ever certain. With this situation, it's very objectively clear why they broke up. It's mm-hmm. because Ari was in love with Lauren. And in order for Becca, and again, this is kind of, un- since we haven't seen who's announced as the Bachelorette. Right. Assuming that Becca wants to be the Bachelorette, this was really the only way to go about it because now everyone can be certain that Ari is kind of the jerk that dumped her to get back together with Lauren. And now there's no he said, she said going into this Bachelorette announcement. And again, that's only assuming that Becca wants to be the Bachelorette. If she's not the Bachelorette, I think that it probably could have been, should have been handled a lot differently. Um, But that's, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I just him like refusing to leave. That, that That was horrible. She asked him to leave. 
and he walks out. He walks out of the house, and I'm like, oh, that was okay, great. And he walks back in, and sits there, sits there, and then goes through the house and finds her. It was bad. And then sits there, and she's crying, and she has her hands over her face, and she's like, please stop staring at me. Like he's just sitting there. He's not crying. He's just sitting there, like staring at her. I just, I he needed to leave much earlier than he did. And. I remember seeing, like, I remember people saying, like, oh, producers were telling him to sit there and stay and, like, like just draw it out, draw it out. I don't think so at all. There were no, there was no communication. It was just cameramen in the room with them. like Right. And I think that if anyone was ever in a situation like that, they wouldn't, it, like, there's, it's just pure emotion. And they wouldn't right. sit there listen to a producer telling them to stay on the couch for X amount of time longer. Right. You're just going to act in- instinctively regardless. I think that if I was Becca in that situation, I would have just gotten up and walked away. But I, I hated how, um, when... Becca was like, just leave, just leave, just leave. Probably said it five times. Right. He already sat there, kind of didn't say anything. And then after maybe like a 10, 20 second pause, Ari's like, okay, I think I'm going to go now. And it's like, well, yeah, you should have left five minutes ago. Do but it when it's on her terms, not yours. Exactly. Now he's yeah. kind of like putting it on himself, like, now I'm going to leave because right. I feel comfortable leaving. Right. Not when she was like, you need to leave because this is w- way too much for me. Right. So that was a really, that, I didn't really like that, obviously, at all. I don't think anyone liked kind of how long he lingered. No. Um, I'm also just really interested to see what happens tonight, which mm-hmm. is actually live. Like, so that's so right. When, yes. Okay. I think, I think it is. It is actually live, and like they're saying, like, oh, like Ari and Lauren seeing each other again, but they for sure talked since he broke up with Becca, right? What do you mean? Don't you think Lauren and Ari have been in communication ever since he broke up with Becca? I think they're together. Right, but they're trying to tease it as if like. See what happens when we get Lauren and Ari on the stage. See if she'll take him back. And I'm like, I just feel like they've been talking this whole time. If you were Lauren, would you take him back? <sighs> I don't. He's know. like the most hated dude in the country right now. It's bad. It feels like. It's I really mean, bad. how can she? Like, yeah. Be in. I don't know. That, that's just like watching from the sidelines. I was like, is she like psyched on this or like how does she feel? Uh, no one knows. She hasn't said a thing. I don't know if I could take him back. No. If he was like. Oh my god, I love you, but I love her more and I'm going to propose to her. So that's the thing too. I think that's the reason that he's being crucified as much as he is and I, he should be because he never should have proposed to Becca. No. No, he should have said, "Do you want to continue a relationship with me?" Like it's so bad. Do you think that there was any way in the world this show could have ended with him saying, "I'd like to continue to date both of you?" Ooh, that would have been juicy. Because like that's the real world. You I, date a couple people. I think I saw an interview with Ben where he was like, if he wasn't certain the day of proposing to Becca, he should have asked for like a, f- a couple day extension to film a couple more days with the girls, and maybe that would have made a huge difference. That would have been brilliant. I that would have been great. I don't know. But I just don't know if he really thought through it all. Like in his mind, it was like the TV show is ending, and I have to make my decision. And Becca makes sense, so I'm gonna go with Becca. Do you think it was his parents or his family that kind of swayed him? Because I feel like no, his, his family loved Lauren. Yeah, but they, I think they liked Becca a little bit more. And they just didn't show it on the show. All they showed of Becca with his family was them asking Becca about Lauren. It was so weird. It was that was pretty rough. Yeah. And it kept cutting to Becca in interviews saying, oh, "I have to hear Lauren's name one more time." Right. Um, I'm a little ups- not upset. I'm a little bummed that we were at the live viewing of the finale because I would much rather be at the the thing tonight you would have rather been there tonight yeah i'm really excited to watch tonight it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i think and it's funny too because the season up until now has been pretty lackluster um not incredibly exciting but now everyone's like waiting on the edge of their seat i can't imagine the pitchforks and people that would be coming after him if like we were super invested in these relationships instead i kind of was like he'll pick one it's cool but like imagine 
If what if what if it was like like everyone was so into Rachel's season with like oh my god is it gonna be Brian is it gonna be Peter like oh we all thought it was gonna be Peter if she had done the switcheroo it's actually a really good point it would have been like she would have had to leave the country I wonder how much I don't know it's just like how much can you think was one side and one was the other side like how much was Ari and how much were the producers like because you know that the producers had to have known that Ari wasn't certain about the relationship with Becca. And then that's kind of when they were like, like, if you're not certain about this, we need to get this on camera. And then, of course, Ari agreed to it. And again, I think that that was the steps that were necessary to have Becca have the right. the public closure that she could possibly get. Because, it, and again, that's kind of what I keep thinking back to is, if they if they didn't air that very awkward 20 to 30 minute scene. Yeah, unedited. Unedited. Then very publicly... Becca's relationship would be very like ambiguous and uncertain to everyone as to why it ended. And I think that was the necessary step in okay. kind of closing that ambiguity. So you think as much as it was super embarrassing for her, and she said that herself, yeah. was like, oh my God, that it also in the end is going to help her like publicly be moved on from yes, it. Yes, I think so. Okay. I'm, I mean. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of it necessarily, no. but I think that it was the best of a very bad situation. What would you have done though if like you were in Becca's shoes? Yeah. And say Rachel did choose you and you were sitting there and she's breaking up with you on camera. Like, I guess you got broken up with on camera anyway. And that's the thing, too. These people sign up for this. And like it was bad. That probably was like a a all time high in terms of, I don't know, being broken up with on camera. Like this might be the top of the top. But this is exactly what everyone agreed to do before going on the show. Do you remember that time that I had to take you to your motorcycle and I was like going off about how big of a Bachelor fan I was? And I was like, oh, my God, did you ever see Jason Mesnick's season? Yeah. Wait, Mesnick was there last night. Yes, because he's the one who's done this before. So here's the thing. Isn't he still married to the girl that he? And yes. So is that a, is that a success story, isn't it? So part of me is saying maybe Lauren B. should take him back and get married and maybe they'll be happy forever. But then in 10 years from now, we're going to look back and still think of Ari as this. We still think horrible of Jason. Person? No, we don't think of Jason as a horrible person. No. Now it's like, oh my God, how sweet he and Molly. He really made like, the right decision. They've been married for a long time, haven't they? Married eight years. Do they have kids? Yes. He has one from a previous relationship who is 13. I did research today. They really are a super fan. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they have a five year old daughter, I think. Five, somewhere around there. But I promise I researched this today. And, and again, I mean, I hate defending the guy, but at the end of the day, Ari went on the show to find love. True. And if his heart was telling him to go with Lauren, it, it's just a proposal. Like, just don't propose. Just, just don't propose. Isn't he better off? And this is true in all relationships. Just being honest rather than staying in something that's bad. Every every party involved is better off with him being honest. Yeah. Becca's not going to get married to someone who she shouldn't marry. Jer- Jared was saying last night that he was almost overly honest, too. When he was having that conversation with Becca, he kept saying... He, when he was breaking up with Becca, he kept mentioning Lauren. Right. Which was just horrible. I think he had to be. What if then he never said it? He just was like, I don't think it's working out, whatever. And then she's like, I'm sorry. You know, two months later, I'm, you're back with Lauren B. I yeah. think he had to be honest. Did he propose to Lauren? No. He, he's just with her? He has not yet. We don't. We are speculating there could did, be a proposal tonight on. Did he have to get the ring back from Becca when he. She handed it back. To oh, took, okay. She took it off, which That's, I'm very proud of her for doing that. Literally yeah. like 30 seconds in the conversation. I noticed she was still wearing it. And then the next scene I realized yep. that she had taken it off. I was like, a girl. And he like walked outside and was holding it and was looking at it. It was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. That house was weird. The house was. Oh, my God. There were so many doors. 
that led to the same place. Yeah. Were they the only ones in the house? Because I'm hearing him like wandering the halls like a like an empty manor is it what I'm picturing. It was them but... two and then two camera or three crew. cameras. Oh, wow. Yeah, the camera crew. And you could see a lot of camera crew because it was unedited. I mean, wow. you, you would know better than anyone in this room. Was that the first ever side-by-side like split screen that they've yes. ever had? Yes. What do you think 100%. of that? Amazing. Yeah. Because you could see Becca and you could usually, at some points the cameras went off, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you could only see one of them. Uh, no, I think the unedited was good, and I do think it favored Becca. To do, you, I mean, do you think she wants to become the Bachelorette? That's the thing. If she doesn't want to be the Bachelorette, then everything I said completely disintegrates. It has no foundation whatsoever. But I don't. I would almost advise her not to be the Bachelorette. I think it's really soon. Like they start filming what in March? Two weeks, something like that. Thank I'm you. sure in March. It's already March. March. Um, in a couple weeks. Like yeah. if if I'm again. Everything I say has to be taken with a huge grain of salt, but I would almost advise not to take the role of Bachelorette for her. Should she go on Paradise instead? Nope. Okay, she should avoid Bachelor World for the rest of her life? No. Okay. Not necessarily. And what's your suggestion? She can, come, she can come back next Bachelorette. I don't know. I haven't really thought that part fully through Oh, so yet. like wait a year. Maybe. it was. This was. This She was engaged. You know, that's crazy to think yeah. about. And now she's not. I've never even been close to engaged, so I can't imagine being like... The rest of my life is planned out. I'm going to be with this man. We're going right. to have babies. We're going to move here. Blah, blah, blah. Never mind. She did say something along the lines of my future. I had my future all planned out. And now it's not. It was like that was away from me. That something. was really sad. I hope she yells at him tonight. I think at the end of the day, we would all very, very much love to see a Becca love story. Mm-hmm. Like there, if she wants it, it's hers. But I am team Becca for Bachelorette. Yeah. But I do think it's very soon and very intense. I don't know. It's tough. It is. It's, tough. I'm excited to see how it all unfolds tonight. And again. I'm a little worried that something is going to catch us completely off guard, and this is all going to sound completely ridiculous, everything that we just talked about, but... Who knows? That's the fun of a live show. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Do you want to do some emails? Or do you want to keep talking about, you know, Becca? I, I don't know. I still feel like I have some points to get across oh. that I haven't necessarily gotten across yet. What is up, Dean? I don't, I'm just thinking. I want to... Because I came in, I was like, okay, I want to talk about this and this and this. I feel this way about that. I think... Yeah. I just I I, I get, always get brought back to the proposal. He shouldn't have proposed, but then I feel like he has this inkling or this urge to make sure that everyone that he knows to like like him. He like he wants everyone to like him a lot. Yeah. Like he wants to be well liked, and I think that's his ultimate pitfall. Yeah, in life, and that's why he came across also as boring. I think, unfortunately. Yeah. And then he's like savagely tweeting during the women tell all. Those tweets were amazing. Did you see those? Um, I remember seeing a picture that he posted of like. Bachelor in Paradise auditions. Oops, I mean the women tell all. Yeah, which like it's where was that personality the whole show, you right. know? Um, and he like called out Crystal on Twitter. It was just funny, but I feel like you're right when we see him on screen. Well, I I uh, tweeted out like last week that Ari comes across as boring on the TV show, but Ben came across as boring on the TV show, and Ben's not boring at all. At all, he's Ben's, like stand up dude. Well, he's a stand up dude. And he's charismatic as as hell. Yeah. And so it's like I can understand that they don't necessarily have to edit the lead's personality into it as much because it's more about the the women. That's true. In that sense, um, but who would you have picked if it was your if those were your top two and you had to pick? Uh, I I know this is not a cool game because you like have a girlfriend, but like just say you had to. I played the fifth on that one. I oh my god! That. Who would you have picked if you were in Ari's shoes? Well. I don't know. I'm a girl, so okay, it's a little well, different. Come on. We're role playing here. Sure. Becca. Okay. Way more personality. I, I and I really like Lauren B. So if she like is listening to this, fine. <laughs> no, I'm sure she's not listening. Now to I'm this. just like Ari and I want everyone <laughs> yeah. to like me. <laughs> yeah. Um Becca seems great. And and again, if she does decide to go bachelorette route, I think that uh she should probably get a great quality group of guys. I would hope so. Yeah. Like those guys would be really lucky to to have the opportunity to be able to date her. But Yeah. 
It all depends on what happens tonight. It's weird how invested in the season I am because I think I've told you this before. I went on Rachel's season of oh, The Bachelorette. Yeah. I was never a fan of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, or anything like that. Had so you ever seen an episode at all? I've seen a couple episodes. Oh, my, so you're one of my not best quite Easton. One of, no, not quite. One of my best friends made me watch some of JoJo's season or Ben's season and then JoJo's season. Oof. So I saw like three episodes. But the other double, I love ya. Hell yeah. Yeah. Not quite as bad as this one, but. So this was the first season I watched start to finish, even though I skipped over a couple episodes in the middle because it's just too boring. Yeah. <laughs> I had hard times. So I had to force myself. And I'm I haven't okay. even I haven't even watched the final two episodes of Winter Games yet. Uh, so You haven't watched yourself? Ooh. Is that the episodes where the kissing competition's in it? Yep. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Well we should talk about that because while I didn't watch the episode, there was You lived it. I was on Twitter while the episode was airing. And I f- is there any bad blood between you and Rachel? No. Because it comes across that way on, on the show. So here's my take on that whole da- kissing competition. Yeah. Whatever it was. I was going to try to say dancing competition. It was definitely not a dancing competition. <laughs> well, you tried <laughs> to make it, it that one. way. Um, we'll talk about the kissing competition or just winter games in general, but we'll start with the kissing competition. So um, that whole night was was interesting. I think at that point there were six couples left, and we walk into the Hermitage Club, Every time we walked into one of those rose ceremonies, we didn't know how it was going to be structured or what they were going to do. They're different every time, every, yeah. Every single time. And I think part of that was because they didn't know what they wanted to do. Um, and so we walked into that. Basically, what were we? I think there was 14 of us, seven couples, and Claire and Christian left before they even got to that point. Um, and we're sitting there, and Chris Harrison comes in. And he's like, all right, like right, we're going to have a kissing competition to see who goes home. <laughs> and immediately I thought, I was like, how old are we? We're having a kissing <laughs> competition to see who's staying around. And that was the first thought that I think Leslie had, too, because Leslie and I were very, very uh, sound in our relationship. And regardless of whether we went home that night or not, we knew that we were going to have a relationship outside of the show. And so to be presented this like juvenile idea of having to perform in a kissing competition to prove your merit to stick around on the Bachelor Winter Games, we were both kind of like, that's ridiculous. So what we're going to do is fight juvenile with juvenile and turn a Uh. kissing competition into something just completely ridiculous and just... I don't know, have fun with it. And so that's kind of where our mindset came from. We're like, we've been making out every single day for the past two weeks. We don't have to worry about whether we think we have, or other people think we have chemistry or passion or not. We know how to kiss. It's fine. Exactly. At the point that you decided to create your little routine, did you know the judges? Who they were? No, 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 absolutely not. That's what the issue was. Okay. Well, and it wasn't even an issue. So I think we were like sitting there on the couch. Every like all the couples basically branched off. Yeah. And they were practicing kissing or whatever it was. And Leslie and I were like sitting on the couch um like we were like what do we have to worry about like we don't care about again because if we get sent home we're still gonna have a relationship outside of right. the show um we honestly didn't think that there was any real possibility of us getting sent home um because again claire and christian never kissed each other uh josiah oh. and ali god we have to talk about claire too yeah well, so we crazy lot, oh god <laughs> and so we were like like what could we do and then we like started like practicing a kiss we were like all right you're gonna bite my lip on the third smooch <sighs> And like we were like going through like the logistics of, of kissing each other, and we're like, this is ridiculous. Uh, there's no like, what the heck? So like, let's try and like put a fun spin on this. And she and then we were like talking about her like dance routines in high school, and so we were both like, wait, let's like plan a choreographed dance routine. And it kind of like snowballed on this thing. And then they announced the judges, and uh, yeah, Rachel came down. But what's funny is, it was just hilarious to see that. You know, like it's, right. it's weird and awkward kissing in front of uh, someone that you dated on TV for right. however long. But then after the fact. Like, they had very specific roles. And I think Rachel even tweeted out one point, like, um, one was Simon, one was... Oh, like, they were kind of told, like, yeah, be, hey. Like, Rachel, be hypercritical. Okay. Um, JoJo, you're the Randy Jackson. You're going to be, like, the the kind of the cool one, whatever it is. Yeah, that's um, hilarious. And even, like, after the fact, we, we did the thing, and, and they were basically were relieved of their duties of judging. 
and I was like upstairs. Everyone was upset. Like all the girls were like, I can't believe these people come in and like judge our kissing ability. Like who do they think they are? Um, Kevin was like really annoyed because I think they were like, hypercritical of Ashley and his kiss or something. Didn't like they that. win it? They did eventually. Yeah, but this okay. was before the the results. Oh, okay. Um, and I was sitting there like I was like, you guys have to understand how ridiculous this thing is. It was all it's it's an act. It's a TV show. It's entertainment. But everyone like took everything so personally. Yeah. Um, and then like JoJo and Rachel both came upstairs and like said hi and like we were all friendly. Oh, okay. So it's like there was no bad blood whatsoever. Right. It was just like everyone was playing a character. You know? I think also, like, the whole fun of Winter Games was that no one took anything seriously. No. Nothing about that was serious. And and especially when you put a kissing competition in there, you right. can't take it seriously. With, like, full-grown adults. Yes. Yes. That's, so that's that was the biggest thing with me. It was, like, I'm all for being goofy and quirky and juvenile and having fun. But if you guys are going to make this very goofy thing seem very, very serious, then we're going to strip it of its seriousness and it increase just, the goofiness of it. Yeah. Um, and I so you guys are sweet. Thank you. But and it, what's funny too is Courtney and Lily had this whole big thing planned, and then we, Leslie and I went first. And after we did our thing, they decided to kind of nix their whole routine. <laughs> oh and my d- god! And just stick with the kiss. That's amazing. Which is pretty funny. So um, you were the guinea pigs, and they said, "Never mind." But I'm very proud. I'm very happy with how it ended. So, yeah. um, yeah, that was the one. That was another Winter Games thing that I want to talk about because yeah. because there was just a lot of I guess chatter about that. Yeah, people were like freaking out, and I mean, me watching it, I'm like. Oh my god, does she actually hate him? Because she's been on this show before, and you guys got along great. Yeah, I, I think you guys are pretty cool, right? I mean, we're not friends, but we have no issue with each other. What are your thoughts? Like, you're you're not friends, but you're friendly with your ex. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think like Rachel and I don't text each other. Okay, but if you I, like never would, or just not regularly. Not, I don't, I don't think ever. But okay. like, if I saw her walking down the street, I would walk. Like, I'm sure we would walk up to each other and be like, "Hey, good to see you. How are okay. you?" Like, we would do that. But I, there's no I wouldn't. Need I wouldn't like... text her, and she wouldn't text me, and be like, "Hey, how is? How are things?" Like, because that's weird. It's just and disrespectful of each other's current relationships. Sure. Bit. Okay. Sure. All right. Yeah. Um, Claire and Benoit. Yeah. How funny was that? I was surprised by that. I Les- so Leslie and Claire are friends, and Leslie didn't even see it coming. Just how long do you know how long they were back together? I guess between when they called and when they got engaged, when he texted her saying like, "Hey, how I would are you?" Say like six weeks. So, um, <laughs> what? Like, getting engaged after six weeks, I guess, is a thing on The Bachelor. It's a, yeah, I guess. But, like, that was different. That wasn't on TV. They weren't spending all this time together, right? Well, I think that, so Benoit lives in Canada and Claire lives in Sacramento. I'm pretty sure Benoit spent a lot of time in Sacramento with Claire before, obviously, making that decision. Okay. I don't know for certain. For sure. But I know that Benoit's an incredibly nice guy, and I know that Claire's been looking for a nice guy so like, like that. So. Do you think they'll work? Do you think it's going to work out? I don't think I know either of them well enough to really make that Okay. Decision. You didn't spend a lot of time with them. In... Well, Benoit left kind of early. Kind of early. And honestly, like I always spent all of my time with Leslie. Or yeah. if I wasn't with Leslie, it was with Ben or Luke or Ashley. Okay. And Luke was pretty cold to Stasi as well. At the end. Ooh, that ending. Yeah. That was pretty rough. Would you ever, like, uh, how do you end a relationship like that? There was, I or feel did like, they not have a relationship? I feel like we have so much to cover. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, the whole Luke and Saucy thing was was kind of hard to watch, especially sitting in the audience, um, because Luke was like Luke and I had spent the weekend up in Carmel with a couple of our other friends mm-hmm. the, that weekend before, and he like seemed pretty confident. He thought that everyone was like on the same page in terms like like him and Saucy knew that the relationship wasn't going to work. Um, I didn't really like speak to him in great depths about anything like that, but. Like, he wasn't worried going into it, like, oh, my God, it's going to be so awful seeing her. No, and I think that people even tried to, be like, prepare him a little bit and be like, hey, you need to kind of figure out what you're going to say up there. And he's like, nah, it's fine. Like, Stassi and I understand each other. Um, because I think that he 
is I, th- I think that he really thought that what he did at the end of Winter Games was perfectly adequate in terms of like ending the relationship. And I didn't I don't I didn't see any it was of like it. not on camera. It was just like right. personally. Yeah. After we got done filming, I think we all spent like two or three days uh, in the in a hotel without cameras, just kind of like like camp. Yeah, like decompressing kind of thing. Again. Um, we all had separate rooms, et cetera, et cetera. But we all like got dinner together every night and, and like yeah. you know, got some drinks and all that kind of stuff. And I think that. In that time, Luke thought that what he had done was adequate to kind of end the relationship. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. Um. I guess I didn't talk to him at great lengths about it, but feel bad for him. That it was really brutal. And then mostly it was like social media after was like Luke is the worst. People love just making the big little things into big things. Not that that was a little thing, because again, Stassi's feelings are very real and very justified right. to feel that way. But it was just a huge miscommunication, really. That's what I think. Yeah, it seems like at least. I don't know. Uh, it's also funny because I'm like, oh, my God, the people on social media after, like, you should see me tweeting about this show. It is as if my life Ooh, depends I, on it. Can we read some of your tweets real quick? Oh, gosh. Um, let's see from last night. Well, I tweeted this one this morning. Guys, two things. One, why is no one talking about when Becca came out of the limo and had Ari get on a knee and practice proposing? And then he did it, not for real, again. Two, the final rose broke when Ari spun her around. Which is what I was. That was that was really interesting. How Becca was the one that made Ari get down on one knee, and then he proposed. And then he proposed. I think I'm gonna start meeting every man, like every first date. I'm gonna be like, you gotta get down. Can on you a do knee. me a favor? Get down on a knee and say, let's do the damn thing. <laughs> so I have this weird tradition where every first date <laughs> I go on, I make the guy get down on a knee, just so I can see what the future could potentially hold for us. Yeah, maybe every time I'll get engaged. Wait, she asked him to do that, and he just pulls a ring out? Is that how it went No, down? she, like, oh. had... She, they, like, faked it when oh, she came gotcha. out of the limo at the very beginning oh, oh. of the show. And, That's a good move. And, yeah, and it was really cute, and Look I, yeah. at that <laughs> moment, was like, I love that girl. Yeah, it didn't work out for her, though. Um, What else did I... Oh, I didn't tweet that much last night. I'm sorry. But, like, I'm part of the problem. You get really amped up when you're watching these shows, and you think that these relationships, like, you know them all, but you don't. No. And it's it's funny too because social media is such a beast. Like you go to Ari's page and look at all of his comments. You go to even like Becca's page or Lauren's page. Is it awful? It's awful. Mm. It's so bad. And people like they're like attacking like the most personal things about someone. Which at the end of the day, like we we do put ourselves on TV and we put ourselves up to be scrutinized like that. Yeah. But sometimes people just take it to a level that it really never ever really needs to get to. What's your social media been like since you've been openly in a relationship? Um, like, are people nice? Are people criticizing you? It's, or it's been a mixed bag. Really? Yeah. Everything about you and Leslie was so like pure and innocent and so sweet. And um, I understand that maybe past relationships are like why people are mm. so rude. But I thought we had all gotten over that. It was funny, too, because when Leslie and I were together uh, yeah, during Winter Games, I kept telling her and like I was like, you have, I just want you to be ready for like kind of like this this maelstrom that's going to come after the fact. Like it, and I did my best to prepare her, but it definitely like took a toll on the relationship right away. It's hard to go from dating someone for 14 days in a bubble in a bubble and then like you get out of that bubble and you kind of have to relearn how to date that person because you're learning so much more about them like how they interact on a daily basis if you're not going to see them instead of you know just living in the same house as them and there were moments too where i think both of us were kind of like this sucks like we we really liked each other during winter games and things are incredibly challenging right now i think there were moments that both of us were like maybe we should just kind of take a step back and like reconsider everything but i think at the end of the day like we both really genuinely liked each other okay and there was a lot of things that were difficult but weren't difficult to get rid of i guess yeah like how'd you get over that kind of stuff um it just takes time it was it was it's, it's still taking time i mean i think that we're really in a really good spot and i can say very safely say that i'm in 
like the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And this I'm is inc- so sweet. <laughs> I'm incredibly happy. Um, but there were a lot of times where, hey, Mark. Hey. <laughs> Dad's home. <laughs> Dad's home. Yeah, there were a lot of times that really tested our, I guess, our relationship for sure. It's it's so detrimental to a relationship, especially to have to like hide it, to not be able to like post public pictures, to not be able to like talk on a podcast about the relationship yeah. that you're in and have to talk about a hypothetical podcast or uh, relationship. Um, it's <laughs> If it, he's in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's super, super challenging. And I like incredible respect for uh, the leads of the shows who have to hide it to the fullest extent because Leslie and I tried to hide it, but we really weren't yeah, able to. Yeah, you guys were horrible. I could tell like at every moment that you were together because you'd be posting the exact same things. Yeah. The leads of the show, this is interesting. On social media, they're posting like, like, photos every week of like oh this amazing date with this girl and then two weeks they're breaking up with them on tv but they had to pretend like it was like he posted so much lovey stuff about becca probably definitely after they broke Broke up up. i think that's tricky i mean you definitely have to like kind of tell the story through your own social media as the season's unfolding even though it already happened to you in real life i don't think they're when i went through the first season there were never any obligations to post about anything at any time it was just like you post kind of about what you're what you want to post when you were on the bachelorette which makes me think i would imagine that ari had the same privilege of kind of posting what he want when he wanted and no one was ever like you need to post about this to do this whatever i stalked becca today and like she posted stuff just last week being like like with him and i'm like did they like require her to post that i can almost assure you that they did not require her to post that god which it's i don't know it's kind of hard because even though it are, even though you've already experienced it, you're reliving it again through the TV screen, and it, it's almost kind of like you're in that moment again, I guess. Even though she, it's it's really tricky. I don't know. Yeah. Did you like feel like you got broken up with again when you rewatched your breakup with Rachel, or were you kind of moved on? That when I watched it, I was already through Paradise. Oh my god. So that was way after the fact. Okay, so you were moved on. How was watching Paradise back? Awful. I watched it in my room by myself. Every night at 11 p.m. before bed. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay. And, and I watched it with both hands over my eyes, peeking through the creases in my fingers. Like I was watching a Resident Evil scary movie or something like that. It was kind of a scary movie for you. Yeah. It's like a scary reality show. And I didn't. I listened with no sound and with closed captioning. Okay. On. Hey, Mark, how are you? Hi, <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. Like, oh, my God. Okay. I think I know the answer to this already, but I've, I've been curious. Do you, you don't have any, like if something goes like really sideways while you're on a date with somebody on this show and you, like you go, can you go to a producer and be like please please don't air that you like, can ask for you, sure yeah, there were a but, lot of things during winter games that i asked them not to air it, just in terms of like i feel like we didn't see that much of you and leslie on winter games we didn't and that's fine yeah um i was con- ask them not to air just like conversations about talking about like my past relationships oh okay. i don't want to speak too specifically but i was like i just don't want this to be a new storyline like i want the storyline of leslie and me to be the one that's told not the one of my past relationship you know okay that's fair and there were moments even too watching winter games back and again i haven't watched the third and fourth episode but the first two episodes there were things that i was like they really messed me over with the editing um but i mean it's like what can you expect i guess you can't really go in there and expect 100 percent accuracy were there things they didn't show that you wish they had um yeah, they didn't show. We had like because Leslie and I went on two dates. They didn't really show either of those dates very much at all. They didn't show the dates at all on Winter Games. Mm-hmm. It was like all of a sudden you saw a five second clip and then it was over. That was kind of annoying, but again, I think that they had so many developing storylines. They didn't really just have enough time to tell everything. Two, okay. Four episodes, two hours long. Um, but all in all, I mean, it was a good experience. I'm incredibly happy. Like 
blessing I don't have producers texting and calling us every single day to check in on us. It's it's so much more relieving to have a relationship where you can just like be yourselves in the relationship. At what point did you have producers every, checking in on like you? Like leading up to the reunion. Like oh. how how are things with you and Leslie? And Leslie was like, I was like, I was like, I would remember I would call Leslie and be like, Leslie, like I got three calls from producers today continuously asking me how I am. This is like the most anxiety ridden thing. Like I'm I'm like freaking out, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah, they keep calling me too. Um, and I think they just want to have like a very real idea of what they can kind of set up for the finale or for the reunion, whatever it is. Um, so you getting on a knee with the key. They're setting that up. Along, or did you set that up? Was that your idea? Well, they didn't set that up. That wasn't like something that they planned. No, that I mean. So you surprised the producers and were like, I'm going to pretend to propose. It was a joint idea. By you and Leslie? No. Oh, OK. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. It's it's very, again, it, it, I think Leslie and I's relationship has gone through the hardest points of having to get past the part of being on TV, and now we can just be normal people and have a relationship, you know, which is exciting. What does that, like, look like for you guys? Because she travels all the time. Yeah, I mean, we both kind of like traveling, so we just got back from Honduras for two weeks. Um, it's funny, I think we've been dating for three months, and the longest time we've spent apart from each other is, like, seven days. Like, we've go... We've done these trips where we spend like two weeks consecutively with each other. Um, and then like we'll spend weekends together. Like we're going to Colorado this weekend. Uh, I'm going to India next week for two weeks without her. Like with just some of my best friends. Oh, okay. So that'll be interesting to see how our, I'm sure, I mean, obviously I'm sure we'll be fine, but that'll be the longest duration of time that we spend apart from each other. Um, but I think it's, it's, I am very excited for what the future holds, which is very fun to say. I haven't really been <laughs> able to say that at all. That's so great. There have been so many people, sorry, Mark. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so many people. Coming out from my life asking if you guys are engaged. Yeah. Just because oh. they know I work on this show. And I I'm told like, him that earlier. And I've been saying yes every single time. Oh. Just so you know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Some of my best friends would even text me and they're like, hey, uh, are you engaged? And I'd be like, if I was really engaged, I would have told all of you guys. Um, but they would like send me, because Leslie posted an Instagram of me on a knee. And they were, mm -hmm. all sending, they were all sending me that picture. They're like, what the hell is this? And I was like, well, maybe you should just watch. Because <laughs> it was fun. Like it was, it was very lighthearted at the end of the day. I, I mean, Leslie knew that I wasn't going to ask her to marry me in that moment. So it was just very lighthearted light gesture. And, like, and she's technically homeless. She travels around all the time. So yeah. it was important for her to know that if she ever needs a place to stay, she can stay at my house. Why are you going to India? Um, my, of all places in the world. Just kind of random. My best friend got a job out there last year with mm. Amazon Unscripted. And so me and like four of my other great friends are just traveling out there to visit him for the first time. Oh, that's time. great. Yeah. That's really that's cool. a good reason to go to India. Yeah. So yeah. we're doing the podcast from India then, right? Yeah. Like, are we all guys, flying out? You guys are all yeah. coming with me. Great. I can't okay. wait. Come on, let's cool. do it. Guys, this will be fun. Welcome, Mark, to the studio. We missed you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. I get stuck in meetings sometimes. It's okay. I apologize. I understand I'm not the priority in your iHeartMedia <laughs> <laughs> life. so important. Uh, well, what did I miss? Was it a great show? Well, we talked yeah, a lot totally. about last night's Bachelor finale. Yeah. Um, did you take any phone calls? We spoke we with Justin McMillan, yeah, who was the CEO and founder of, yeah, about hugging, about Treehouse Recovery. So mm -hmm. that was uh, that's it. not our usual guest, I would say, but it was nice to ha hear a perspective. What we'll about look. emails? I haven't had any emails yet. Well, should we do that before we wrap it up? Sure. I feel like Probably we should. Like because two or pe three. people need your help. I, I think that we, didn't we have an Ask Dean Anything plan? We were going to, and I was wondering if we were going to do that. So let's, let's can we lock we it in for next week? We can say that for next week. Ask Dean Anything next week, because he's finally freed of the shackles of yeah. A, a constraints of a contractual obligation to reality television. And I think that it's good that we set it up that way. A, because now we can kind of like tease it for next week a little bit. Mm -hmm. And B, everyone's so focused on the Bachelor finale. That's tonight. true. Oh. So who cares about Dean? Oh, come Any on. day of the we week. We do. Less this week. <laughs>
Well, that's a good plan. So next week, get your questions ready. We'll take some phone calls, and uh, we'll look on. You can, you can tweet us your questions or whatever. We'll do Ask Dean Anything next week. I'll tweet out a phone number for us to call. Okay, great. So watch Dean. Do, do the alert thing for Dean. Add an alert to your phone for oh, Dean's tweets. Oh, yeah, I have tweets. that for Taylor Swift. Turn on my post notifications. <laughs> That's I wish it. I could. Comp- That's what it is. Post I, I notifications. I'm so bad at Twitter. I would never urge anyone to per- turn on post notifications. <laughs> Erica has it for Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the only person. That's good. Yeah. Uh, from Anonymous, Dean and Mark, I want your opinion on this. I've been dating my boyfriend over four years. We moved in together in June. Everything's great. He is my person. Here's the plot twist. I dated his old friend slash college teammate. Obviously, prior to when my boyfriend and I got together. And yes, my boyfriend's old teammate was my first love, my first everything. Fast forward to present day, four years later with my boyfriend, six years later from my first love, and the first love has moved to the same city that we live in. We hang out almost every weekend. I also work with my first love. He's in a four-year relationship as well, but his girlfriend doesn't know about the past. Mm. There are instances where we'll all get drunk on the weekends and the first love will make comments about back in the day. Help, what do I do? Ignore the comments when he's drunk? What do I do about his current girlfriend not knowing? Dean's really given this I have some thoughts, thought. but I'm waiting for Dean, too. Erica, go ahead. Well, I don't think the comments are harmful. My first love and I are still friendly because we have all the same high school friends. And, like, he, he will make sometimes jokes. It's fine. We have not hooked up again in many years. And well, it, it happened once. Yeah, I was going to say it the happened way you once, said that. But it has been like several, was, several so you years. you did lapse once post-relationship. One time and, like, whatever. It was literally years ago but you're also single and is he single he has a girlfriend his girlfriend doesn't really love me but uh-huh. we are working on that because i run into her all the time and it's fine and Wait, like so he was dating her when you guys hooked up no no god no oh my god no wonder she would hate me if that was the case no no but i get you not liking your boyfriend hanging out with his exes i get that right from like her perspective I'm kind of an intimidating personality as well no so kidding. i get it it's fine um but I don't think the comments are harmful, but the girlfriend should know that he works with the But I would say it's not Anonymous's responsibility to tell the girlfriend. That's up to him. Oh, heck no. Yeah, that's on him yeah. to make that clear to her. That's his responsibility. I, I didn't follow that story incredibly well, so I'm struggling to piece <laughs> it all together. I right understand. It is a little bit complicated, but I think it's basically uh, her ex from college is now in the city with her and her boyfriend. And they all hang out together. But they're both in relationships. Yeah. I think they're harmless comments. Her current boyfriend is like buddies with her ex. I think it's fine. Yeah. And he seems down with everything. Yeah. It's just the ex girl, the the current ex's girlfriend that doesn't know. I hate it, actually. I'm sorry. I don't like that situation at all. So, what do you, what is the girl supposed to do? Tell the girlfriend? Um, I guess it really depends what the comments are. But, okay. It's just a very, that's a pretty unhealthy dynamic. If you're dating a guy who you is your, who is your person, but who is also best friends with the first love of your life, that's weird. Who makes comments about the good old days? That's weird. I don't like it. So, what's your advice? Um, don't get drunk with the first love. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I kind of agree with that. That's not you bad advice. Be, you can still be friends, but just don't get drunk around each other. Yeah, why are you hanging out so much? What's with that? Yeah. Why do they work together? Is another well, thing. That's Did true. she he's, get him a job? He's hard to avoid. Yeah. If they work together, but you don't have to. Be, I, I think the issue is when they're drunk is when they talk about the feelings that they maybe once had, and that just just there's no place for that in the relationship. But you can work together because you don't have to be drunk at work. You're not going to mm-hmm. be shooting your feelings at work. True. That's my. That's my. Keep it professional. Is less that not social. what work is for? <laughs> <laughs> Erica's like I'm drunk right now. <laughs> I'm not. 
Uh, anonymous. Another anonymous. To Dean, Mark, East, and Erica. Look at that. She hit oh, all four of she us. Got it. I'm 25, married, happy. I met my husband in a very unorthodox way three years ago. Okay, so this is a little confusing too, but this is a good one. I like okay. this. This is very interesting to me. All right. Prior to my current relationship, I was in a relationship for seven years with my ex. We were high school sweethearts. We're going to call him Steve. He bought me a lesson to learn to fly at my local airport on my birthday. Great gift. When I went in for my lesson, I found out my instructor was another guy I went to high school with. We're going to call him Mike. Hmm. He took my breath away. Hmm. He was so handsome, funny, and smart, and he is now my husband. I dumped Steve after seven years for Mike, and it was an awful breakup. Of course it was awful. Steve got you the gift. If he wouldn't have gotten you, if he'd gotten you something else, you might still be together. That's pretty crazy. Oh, Steve. Read the rest of the email. Steve was heartbroken, rightfully. He begged me not to leave. I found out months later that Steve supposedly had a ring for me and was going to ask me to marry him. I cared for Steve a lot, but we didn't have the best relationship. Anyway, it's been three years since the breakup. I haven't talked to Steve since, but I feel like I never got complete closure. I still feel guilty after finding out he had a ring. Why am I still hung up on this? I'm truly happy with my husband. I can't seem to get over it, though. Do I talk to Steve three years later, even though he has a serious girlfriend now and I'm married, or do I hope it all goes away? By the way, my husband, Mike, he knows how I feel about this. He says, don't open those doors again. Your husband is a wise man. I agree with Mike. Yes. Why would you open up a Pandora's box from three years ago? Don't even talk to Steve. Don't even think. Well, you can think about Steve. You can't just tell someone not to think about something, but don't think about talking to him again. Absolutely. You want to be sensitive to Steve's feelings here because he was destroyed by this. Yeah. And there's a pretty good chance that if it's three years later and he's got a girlfriend that he's gotten over it to some extent. I don't know, 40%, 50%, 80%, maybe all the way. But if you go back into his life, you're going to rip open all of those scabs Mm -hmm. and you don't want to do that. And it's for a selfish, excuse me, selfish reason, you getting closure. You don't. You ended it. But you ended it, and you're happy. You're good. You got what you needed. Steve, hopefully, will also get what he needs, but it's for you. It's not for him. I say leave it alone. I think everyone involved in that situation stands to lose in that situation. Yeah. Yes. Steve, Mike, Anonymous, and Steve's, Steve's girlfriend. girlfriend. There's a, a zero win situation in that situ- in that whole thing. So yeah. Don't talk to Steve. My, it's good that your husband knows everything. That's the important thing. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Good that you're open with about that you stuff. You know, she should have done, no, sorry, Becca should have done what her husband did and said, no, don't start talking to your ex again, because that's why Ari is getting back together with Lauren. <laughs> but here's the thing. Did Becca know that Ari was talking to his ex again? Yes. Becca gave him permission to have a sit down with him. Oh, they didn't really address what? it. Oh. They didn't really address it last night, but they kind of mentioned it and then- she confirmed in like people or something. Anyway, I'm just saying. Can we? Can we? I'm sorry to get I'm off sorry. topic here. I ruined everything. I didn't know that Lauren and him. I didn't know that Becca gave him permission to talk to Lauren. I can see Becca's confident in the relationship, so she's like, "Yeah, go talk to her. Get like, your closure." Get your closure. Yeah. Also, but, I didn't know that Lauren and Ari met each other before the season started. Did you catch that? I did. They like skimmed over it. I didn't understand it. They never, I was. Do you know what it was? No, they met in Dallas. And let me Google upon the next email. I'll have answers by the end of okay, this. Okay, then let me tell you about Rosie. Rosie started hooking up with a coworker a few months ago. It was a semi-regular secret tryst type scenario. I was recently let go, she says, which was devastating on many levels. And since then, we've been seeing each other much more frequently. Here's the deal. I started sleeping with him because there was no risk of emotional attachment with him. He's five years younger than I am and much less mature and experienced. Neither of us wanted anything more than casual 
uh, relations with each other. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now, I find myself craving his presence and not even just for the action. I just want to hear him talk and see his face. Do you think that my sudden attachment is just displaced sadness? Am I just sad and thus horny AF? (laughs) Or does casual sex always evolve into more if it's consistent? What do you do if you don't want to like someone? Thanks so much. Love the podcast. Agree the title is mildly offensive, but also understand the logistical difficulties of changing the name of a program that's already established. Well, thank you, Rosie. Wow. Such a rational thinker, Rosie. She is. She is. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start on this one? Yeah, I'd love to. I think that, uh, what does she say? Does casual sex always, oh, I'm sorry, does casual action always okay. evolve into more of it's consistent? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's pretty silly to sit there and think if you're going to constantly have someone over and be intimate with them that it's not going to lead to anything more, unless you're heartless, I think, at the end of the day. Like, you're going to develop those feelings. I don't understand maybe why she was fighting them so much because he's five years younger. So what? So what? Yeah. Okay, he's less mature than you are and less experienced, but you've clearly developed feelings for him. So I think you have two choices. You let him know your feelings and see if they're reciprocated, or two, you end it and stop the casual hookups. Erica. She's going to have to end it. He's probably not feeling the same way. Well, we don't know how he's feeling. That She didn't really mention that. We don't know. But, oh, God, you guys, this happens all the time. I've been there. You hook up with someone, and you're like, it's fun, it's fun, it's fun. And then the girl falls for him, and the guy, or, yeah, the girl falls for him, and the guy could care less. But I, it's certainly possible that a guy in a friends with benefits situation can develop feelings. It's possible. But more likely for the girl you're saying? And he's younger. Like, he's probably just having the time of his life. Yeah, but isn't she, too? But now she's feeling funny. Yeah. So I think those she, are maybe choices. she tells him then. If she gets any impression from him, there might be reciprocation. Great. If yes. not, you know what? Either way, you got to stop this. Yeah, you can have a secret coworker relationship. That's well, they're, they're former yeah, coworkers she now. She got let go. I, also, I, don't, <laughs> I clearly was googling. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's. I don't think it's Rosie's responsibility to make him evolve into a relationship, which it doesn't even seem like that's what she really wants. It sounds like she could just continuously have the consistent hookup. But she's getting feelings, and that's kind of what's concerning for her, it sounds like. She's craving his presence, and she wants to hear him talk and see his face. Well, I mean, it sounds like she's falling in love with oh, him. Yeah. He's going to start seeing someone else, and she's going to be, like, devastated. Yeah. yeah. The last yeah. sentence, she says, what do you do when you don't want to like someone? Right. What do you do? I think distance. I think it's it's complete, clean break. Yeah. And if he's interested, he'll pursue you. It's similar to, like, getting over a relationship. You just have to cut it off and be over. Be done with it. I think there is definitely something to be said about the convenience of a relationship that it sounds like this has. She's used to seeing him consistently but not having to emotionally invest herself, and then she sees herself having to invest emotions, and that's where she gets getting hesitant from, which is funny because you normally see these types of emails or these types of reactions from the male's perspective, Yeah. but it seems like this, this kind of flipped here. So what if she went to him and said, look, this is great, what's been going on with us, but i got to be honest with you. I've developed feelings for you, and I know that's not what this is. So for my own well-being, we need to end this. That's okay. Because then he has the option of speaking up. Yes. But he's likely going to freak out and run. Probably. But if she's aware of that. Then now she knows. She knows. She'll know either way that way. It reminds me of those, uh, like the Ashton Kutcher and. uh, Friends with Benefit or No Strings Attached. Yeah, the exact same movie, just with different characters. That came out right around the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, okay, that was a very weird time in cinema. (laughs) It was really weird. I remember being in San Francisco and looking at the billboard for one and being like, I thought this starred Justin Timberlake. (laughs) It sounds like one of those situations where, obviously with different varying aspects, but they're trying to have a, a physical relationship and then they're struggling or they're fighting the emotions of it because they don't want to have that aspect but they still kind of crave the belongingness that they offer each other but 
those movies give us a false hope because they end that so it's going to work out. What are the possible endings of a friends with benefits relationship? There is a chance Terrible. you end up falling in love. Okay, but that's more the Hollywood version of it. Yeah. The other options are one of you develops feelings and one doesn't. Mm-hmm. Bad ending. One of you starts seeing someone else they do have feelings for. Bad ending. So I feel like there's no good ending. You get pregnant. You I, get, mean, I mean, a, there's a lot of great. options here. Yeah, right. Venereal disease. Venereal disease is another option. Yes. <laughs> I think she should end it. I agree. And, and I then think, if he fights for her. I think be her. honest about the reason why you're ending it. Yeah. End it, Rosie. Get out while you. you you're better me. than this. I do want to say really quick. Uh, I was oh. in a friends with benefits situation. Were you really? I was. I was. And. And. and she uh, she made her feelings known that that they were stronger than just friendly and uh, and I reciprocated and now she's my wife. Oh, it's the best so, story. You knew you were cute. You knew that's where he was going I with feel, that. I know their yeah. whole thing. Oh, it's so great. And then so, one day uh, she walked down Easton, the aisle. Though. For him, the benefits might have been the girl could get him free movie tickets or, or something. like cheesecake. <laughs> he would take that. In no, no, she had a dental plan that was off the chain, <laughs> and I needed some work. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, speaking of ending it. Well, oh yeah. Did you find out? Yeah. So speaking of ending it. That's what Ari did with Becca last night. Um, So Lauren mentioned really weirdly in the episode last night, like, oh, my God, I remember the first night walking up from the limo and you not remember meeting me in Dallas. And she gave him, I think, a picture of the two of them or something like that. Okay, but they never aired her full intro. Uh So that's why everyone was like, what the heck did she say? And then uh, ABC exec Robert Mills. Dean, do you know that name? I know the name. I I met him, I think, in person. He um, tweeted that Lauren had gone to a race of Ari's in Dallas and that they had met there. And obviously it was really briefly and it sounds like maybe she was a fan, which is like kind of weird. So yeah. yeah, apparently they had met before really briefly and that's about it. I feel like they skimmed over a lot. They really did. They showed a lot of rawness, but they also skimmed over quite a bit. That kind of left us feeling we like we needed more. You know what? This entire season, I've just felt like I really missed the romance. Is it kind of a throwaway season, do we think? In five years, when we're examining the bowels of the Bachelor franchise, are we just going to forget about this one? You know what we're going to remember? Dean Unglert on Rachel. What is her last name? Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay season. That's what we'll remember. But I don't know about that one, question, but I appreciate it. I think last night saved the season. I think last oh, yeah. night makes this a memorable season, just like we remember Jason Mesnick's right. season because of that. I, think I, I, I remember seeing that it was the highly, most highly rated episode of the season. I'm not sure in comparison to other seasons. For sure. But. I also think, though, it's going to be one of those things where they kind of go away unless he, like marries lauren or heck if he marries becca who knows at this point Ooh, now that raises the question are lauren and ari if they end up together tonight going to stay together for probably not erica if you're lauren do you take him back no i asked that we earlier. played this oh, game yeah. i just i don't think i could if you choose someone else and choose to propose to them it's okay to like choose to explore your options and come back to me because i understand i'm great proposing a little aggressive. Raven Raven posted a Instagram story with a, a poll that was, mm-hmm. if you were Lauren's friend, would you tell her to get back together with Ari or to run for the hills? And I remember I was like sitting there and I stared at it for like five minutes and I was like, which one do I want to vote for? <laughs> it was the longest I've ever taken to consider voting yeah. on a poll. And I, I, if Lauren was my friend, my best friend, and she came to me for advice on that situation, that's a tough one. Because if, if she really family? loves him, it's just so messy. I don't think I've ever seen... I mean, I obviously haven't seen many ep- I mean, any seasons, but it's the messiest season I've ever seen. Well, you weren't there for the Mesdick days, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, I was 15 then, by the way, I realized today. So 
my view of I love met, has been shaped from Jason Mesnick. I met him last night. He's nice. That's great. Shorter than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all? Celebrities all are shorter than you Except expect. Except for Dean. Well, I was shocked by your true. height. I'm not a celebrity, one. And two, yeah, Sorry. people always say that I t- look shorter on television. It doesn't do you much justice. I think it's the cropped pants. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Anyway. On your celebrity, Dean, I uh, something that always makes me laugh is on your Instagram page. It has you listed as a fictional character. Oh, yeah. That's something that makes it's, me laugh routinely. And there's a backstory to that, sort of. If you look at every other cast member, they're all public figures. And the reason that that's there is because you have to link your Instagram with the business page on Facebook. And when you fill the format on Facebook, you have to decide what the business is. And so you choose like public figure, writer, fictional character, whatever it is. <laughs> and this was this was right bef- the day before season one, episode one of Bachelorette. And I was like, I'm not a public figure by any stretch of the imagination. So I was going through to think of like the most ironic, satirical oh. title I could. And fictional character was like, I mean, that's the most appropriate, you know? And, yeah. And you're stuck with it now. I mean, I can change it whenever I want. Oh, okay. Well, but I think you should keep it. I'm not ever going to change it. Good. I'm going to be... Deeny babies. For the rest of my life. <laughs> I, was... I just got, I ordered a vanity plate like six months ago. Oh, what? It's pretty embarrassing. Like a vanity license plate. What is it? Oh, no. It's pretty embarrassing. I have. To, I went to go pick it up yesterday, but the line at the DMV was too long. <laughs> what is the plate? Deeny it's, baby? <laughs> it's it's uh, Deeny BB. So D-E-A-N-Y-B-B. <laughs> Which is pretty funny, right? That's awesome. That's great. I figure at this point, I just got to keep owning it. Yeah, that's great. When yeah. you start getting business emails that refer to you as Deeny babies. Yes. For the it's, listeners, it's time. Erica sometimes receives emails referring to me <laughs> as Deeny baby. And that's it's true. just, it's just, it's to think about how far we've come. <laughs> Not far at all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and thank Justin McMillan from Treehouse Recovery. Um, get to good to have him on. It's good to you know kind of hear his perspective and the physical how important the physical embrace of two humans can be, regardless of male, female, male, male, female, female. Um, let's break those down. It's 2018. We don't need to worry about those anymore. If you meet someone, just hug them. Just go in for a big old bear uh. hug. Okay, I'll start hugging more. <laughs> um, be sure to follow them on all social media outlets, Instagram, Facebook, at Treehouse Recovery. Um, next week, like we mentioned earlier, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything, an Ask Dean Anything, if you will. I don't know if we're going to have anyone calling in to ask me any questions, but um, it could be very insightful for the people that, you know, you only get such a small glimpse of us on television and through our social media, all that kind of stuff. Um <laughs> and I, I definitely want to answer any questions that you guys have. It's like I was talking to Erica earlier about. It's so refreshing to be able to just openly speak about a very healthy relationship. I feel good about it. Good. Also, I'm the luckiest Bachelor fan ever because I get to sit here and be like, so what's your relationship like now? So now it's their turn. Yes. Yeah. And in three months, you're going to completely have forgotten about us, which is fine. <laughs> I will never forget about you guys. <laughs> um, keep the emails coming. Uh, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. If you want to email us any questions about next week, that might be best because that way we can filter some of the ones out that we don't like and the ones I just really <laughs> don't want. Ask me anything. <laughs> That's just, the whole idea. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, again, that's I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. And I was actually thinking about this, and I know that Mark and Easton and I have discussed changing the name quite a bit and what we could change it to. But it, I was like driving over here, and I was like, now that like I feel I'm very confident in my relationship, I kind of almost don't care about the title as much anymore. Oh, Deaners. Is this that, is the sweetest change of heart. <laughs> But but what does that mean about all the progress that we made in thinking Ooh. about new ideas? You don't want to keep that under your hat and not tell anybody you're fine with the title. Well, I already did. It's already out. So. <laughs> and I think I really need to sit down with Leslie and have a conversation with her. I know I talked to her about it before. I was like, hey, 
do you think that this uh, podcast is a detriment to our relationship at all? She's like, well, no, I mean, it's not. It, I mean, it really depends, obviously, what you go over and all that kind of stuff. But, like, if you f- I feel good, so I don't know. I think you, we- you know what it is now? Huh. Help I Suck at Dating is, like, the call for people to write in. Like, they're saying, yes. Dean, help. I suck at dating. Can you help me? They're the ones saying it, they're not saying, you. That's it. It's not you. I mean, I kind of hate that I'm starting to be okay with this. <laughs> Anyways, any- until next week, thank you for listening. This is Deanie BB. Driving away. <laughs> Follow Help. I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.